have a little present for you. I've got a, a Moe's mind blower for you. Hit me. What if I told you there was a tie between the 1973 cartoon Super Friends and Caddyshack? I have no idea what it would be. <laughs> Max, you're the, the best partner I've ever had. I want you to listen to the this. Only you ready? I want you to listen. You ready? In the great hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes, created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Superman. Any idea, Max? Is one of the animators the somewhat same guy who did the gopher? That's a good guess. Maybe this will help you. In the great halls of the Justice League, Max, gambling is illegal at Bushwood. Is Judge... Wait. Ted Knight is the voice of the narrator of the Super Friends. That's amazing. I, I think it's pretty cool. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content. And a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakashane, darling, Dakashane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. You got $80,000 on a golf game? I do. You Where'd make, you get it from? You want to make $14 the hard way, Max? With Sonic Loans, it's the easy way. It's all, yes, finally. Three years in, you got it. Uh, Sonic Loans is the one-stop shop for your mortgage. If you're refinancing or if you need a brand new one because you're buying a house, Sonic Loans is here to support all, of your, all of your needs. Uh, cemeteries, man, they're a waste of money. God bless them. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Sonic Loans is here to take care of all of your needs. Charlie and his team, they're more like a family. They're not like a pack of dogs. They're a pack of wolves. They're your wolf pack. Reach out to them today. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. They're going to help you find the right rate. And it's critical when you're looking for a new home, especially you don't want to be saddled with a bad uh, interest Saddle rate. Saddlebags. Don't... <laughs> Reach out today, start your journey for a mortgage, and we wish you the best of luck. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com for a free consultation called 248-595-0001. 
Max, imagine if you went to court and you got Judge Smales. I'd be in the electric chair pretty quickly. I'd be <laughs> outraged. <laughs> the electric chair. He, what do you For mean? What? He, what would we be in jail he for? He gas what? chambered kids, remember? Yeah, He's like, right. I owed it to him? Yeah. God. Why did he owe it to him? I don't know. Smales was a real, you know what? But Bolton Legal Group, Ian and his team of Mavericks, they're going to go in there. They're going to make sure that if you get Smales, they're, they're going to take care of you. Because gambling is illegal in Bushwood. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, and Side his, gig. Ian and his team are going to help you. It could be bird law. It could be golf law. Let's say you're in a high stakes game with Ty Webb and uh, Doc. Mr. Dr. Beeper. Dr. Beeper, yeah. Dr. Beeper. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong Beeper. I like Beaker. Not Would have been better. Good Lord. It's going to really be a long like one Dr. today. Beeper. Reach out to Ian. He'll take care of you. Tell him that Buzz in the Tower sent you and get ready to win your case. Today's episode, Caddyshack. One out of every seven Americans will play at least one round of golf a year. As an avid golfer, I can tell you with unwavering certainty that Carl Spackler, Al Cervic, and Ty Webb are quoted at least once during every round of golf played since 1980. So by the numbers, 40 million red-blooded members of the U.S. of A. will hear one of the following quotes every year. You'll get nothing and like it! So I got that going for me, which is nice. Thank you very little. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Sandy, but if I kill all the gophers, they're going to lock me up and throw away the key. Noonan. Miss it. Noonan. Noonan. Somebody step on a duck? If you buy a hat like that, I bet you get a free bowl of soup. Let's go while we're young. I bet you slice it in the woods. A hundred bucks. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we'll visit Bushwood Country Club as we cannonball our way through the most iconic golf movie ever, Caddyshack. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the gunga to my galunga, Max Sanders. And with that, it's easy to grin when your ship comes in and you've got the stock market beat. But the man worthwhile is the man who can smile when his shorts aren't too tight in the seat. Do you do drugs, Mo? Every day, Max. Good. Every day. Good. Every day. This isn't Russia, is it? No. No, Max. No. <laughs> Big day, Max. Don't know where they are. Uh, can, <laughs> we, can we do an entire episode? Tuna Colada. Can we do an entire episode of just you and I quoting Caddyshack? Pretty much. That's, I think, was what we're doing right now. It's the most fun movie to quote. Is it? Is, I mean, it the, is it the single best movie of the 80s? Is it the single best sports movie? Wow. Of the 80s or all time? All time. What's better? What do you enjoy watching more as a sports movie? This what? this is one of those movies that I can watch that I have this never- This and Friday Night Lights for me, which wow. are very different. Very different. Yeah. I don't know, that West Texas football- like it, Fire it, that effing pigskin in here. I don't- <laughs> Playing West- Cam Wait, well, I want to screw it up. I'm going to do it. My, my Johnny's- no. I don't want your life here. That's Varsity Blues. <laughs> <laughs> West Cayman football is Paul Walker. Playing West Cayman football might have been the opportunity of a lifetime for you, but I don't want your life. The forehead yeah. has spoken. Good you call. and Vanderbeek kind of look similar. Really? You got big foreheads. and I'm more I'm more of a Vanderbeek and uh, what's the movie where he's a total degenerate? The Rules of Attraction? Yeah, I oh, love that movie. That caught me off guard. You know he's Patrick Bateman's brother in that movie. Really? He's on the phone once and he goes, hey, Patrick. So oh, it's a Brett Easton Elston character who oh, just died, by the way. Very cool. I'm not cool he died. But yeah. Max, welcome to the show. Hello. I know you look rough. Want to tell everybody where you were? Do I look rough? I look pretty good, actually. No, you look terrible. You got a lot of sun. That's why you look good. Yeah, nice and tan. I was at the Electric Forest in Muskegon, Michigan. I went to the first seven way back in the day, and this was my first one in eight years, I think, or in six years. Max, or... for the for the people at home, what is an electric forest? So it's a meeting of 50,000 hippie, like-minded souls mm. that go into the Double J Ranch in mm -hmm. Rothbury, Michigan mm -hmm. and listen to electronic dance music 
go through the forest, relax on hammocks, make friends. So I had a big thing of vitamin C, like chewable vitamin C, mm -hmm. and I would run around every morning. And I'd be like, vitamin C, who wants it? And I made a bunch of friends just because of that. This, for me, yeah. sounds like a total nightmare. A lot of hugs. A lot of hugs, yeah. This is a nightmare for so, me. I mean, it's the nicest interactions you'll have with people, mostly because the other people were on drugs. Right, so, so that's my whole point. For me, yeah. I don't like nice interactions with people. I was massaging people's scalps. I was getting hugs. I got so many free, like, little toys. Now, you went bracelets. with Selena this year, right? I did. It was was that a different kind of experience, going there with your fiancé? Oh, the Pierre so, de fiancé, I, I felt more relaxed. Like, you know me, I can't dance. Correct. I was dancing the entire time. Oh. And, I mean, I'm sure there'll be some embarrassing videos at some point I hope so yeah but it's like i was just i wasn't there to uh, you know try to meet somebody or anything like that i was with friends i really enjoyed i get it I, well, a guy like you you know high stress life you know you don't do a lot of vacationing you don't do a lot of relaxing so you gotta just unplug everyone gotta have a, a few high nooners i want to murder you yeah we drank uh i drank personally uh 37 16 ounce water bottles good or, yeah good so by the way that high noons are great have you had the tequila high noons yet no but i've been I, dying to try but one. i had don julio 70 which Ooh, was a fancy tequila and i gave it out and i was like an aristocrat you were yeah well you're probably the only person there with a job of the fifty thousand <laughs> people that were there so maybe maybe yeah like, hello. <laughs> They're like, I remember you, Sir Max. You wore the Cookie Monster outfit. No, no, not Cookie Monster. Sully. Sully from, from uh, Monsters. Monsters. I wore it this time, too. Good for you. But uh, do you realize that drinking, like, a gross amount of water stops a headache of a hangover? Like, your body still feels gross, sure. but, like, your head. Well, that's why they do the IV bag in Vegas. Yeah. I mean, it's all about hydration. Most of your headache is a hydration I issue. didn't realize just pounding water, like, I'm talking, like, 250 ounces a day. Do you have one of those camel packs? Because that would be the key. Uh, a little uh, One in our group did, and we did that. <clears throat> but it was free water refilling stations. Oh, that's precious. Yeah, isn't it cool? Everything about there the was scavenger terrible. hunts. I almost regret that we're this far into it because I kind of want to bail out. Of I was two feet from Shaquille O'Neal. That is super weird that he was there. He was DJing. DJ oh, Diesel. I, yeah, I did. I heard he. DJs. So he's on a stage like literally like I don't know, two hundred feet away from sure. everyone. He still looks like he's a thousand feet oh, tall. I, I could see. You, I met him uh, when the Pistons were playing the Lakers in the finals. Was it just amazing? He was working out at my high school. Yeah, I shook his cool. hand. His middle finger came to the middle of my forearm. Were you like, I bet you can't bench press what I did? No, no. <laughs> I was like, please don't kill me, giant man. <laughs> All right, Max. Well, thanks for updating everyone. I assume we have some listeners that'll care about Electric Forest. I just don't. <clears throat> Can I take you to a festival once? Yes. One time before I die, I will go to a festival with you. Sweet. In many, many years from now. If you, you and Trish, group, group, uh, uh, group bachelor, bachelor party. Oh, boy. Rockbury, Michigan. Group bachelor, bachelorette party. Max, on Buzz in the Tower, we love all types of people, even weird ones. By the way, it's a hot one. We're sweating. It's June in the recording I'm studio. I'm your sweat mustache. It is uh, melting. Milk was a mistake. Do you feel it on your lips? I'm a little warm. I don't yeah. feel the mustache, but yeah. I feel the rest of my body perspiring. You get cheeks red. You I get do. like You get Santa Claus. -y. It's terrible. It's terrible. So let's talk about Buzz in the Tower. If this is your first time to the show. Hello. Hello. Leave us a five-star review, uh, follow us, subscribe, all those great things. If you want more content, check us out on any social media platform with our handle at Buzz in the Tower, BB, BB, <laughs> BB, 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 B-U-Z-Z, and the Tower. And if you're looking for more content, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower, website buzzinthetower.com, and Max, and most importantly, Welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited always. to be here. Well, you don't seem excited. You seem like a little tapped out, but I'll carry the show. That's what I do. Caddyshack is the movie we're talking about today. Uh, I think we earlier mentioned, me. son of a, this is, uh, is this Ty Webb and Carl Spackler? Are these are two most relatable characters for us? Yeah. 
It does. I, I do feel like Ty Webb and you do feel like Carl Spackler. I mean, He's we so make, much funnier we, than you, though. We make magic when we're together. It's true. Yeah. Uh, you want hey, the sh- I'll give you the short and the long. Get you ready for the short? The bejesus high. The short is an exclusive golf course has to deal with a brash new member and a destructive dancing gopher. Brilliant. The longer not, ver- what it, not what it was supposed to be. No, not at all. Something fishy is going on at the elitist Bushwood Country Club and the scheming president of the clubhouse, Judge Smales. Does he have like a real title? Or, or is he just well, kind of like the, the big president. man on campus? He's the president of the clubhouse. Okay, got it. That I just read and then you asked if he had a title. Has something to do with it, but... Suave golf guru Ty Webb and distasteful, filthy rich construction magnate Al Cervic are onto him. Meanwhile, young caddy Danny Noonan struggles to get his life back on track. And the only way to do it, Max, he's got to win the demanding Caddy Day Golf Tournament, a prestigious competition that can earn him a scholarship from the judge himself. Now war breaks out and all bets are off. Will Danny ever make his dream come true? Does he know that a subterranean menace is threatening to put in jeopardy everyone's plans? Will he have a kid? Will he indeed? (laughs) (laughs) With an Irish lass who isn't explained why she's Irish. Danny, (laughs) Danny, kiss me, Danny. What about Lacey Underhall? That's who I'd have a kid with. (sighs) Not my type. Weird that she's not your type. The gopher's more your type. (laughs) (laughs) No, Speckler. I like an older lady. (laughs) You filthy little monkey. (laughs) Do you know, every time I go to imitate that, I immediately go to Caddyshack, too, for some reason. I'm like, oh, Mrs. Astor House. (laughs) Oh, you're filthy or naughty girl. Uh, Max, this movie is everything you'd want this movie to be. Uh, It's an SNL skit. It is. I will say we usually talk about the movie in depth and then we go to facts about the movie. I do have to grab one fact immediately, which I think speaks volumes for what this movie is. So Doug Kenny and Harold Ramis pitched a handful of ideas to Orion pitchers. Mm. And for Harold Ramis, this is on the heels of animal house, which is 1978 or 79 and Kentucky fried movie. Yeah. Not as big of, of a deal, yeah. but animal house was gangbusters, right? Orion didn't bite. But they teamed up with Brian Doyle Murray, the wonderful recipient of being Bill Murray's brother. He's pretty talented himself, man. He is. And they pitched it as, and this explains the movie perfectly, Animal House on a Golf Course. That is the best way to describe what this movie is. It's Animal House on a Golf Course. Yeah. It's just chaos. <laughs> Baby roofs everywhere. You ever done that? No. No. I mean, as a joke. Not nope, like, nope, you know. Nope. I have not. Can't say I have. It's the most quotable movie I've ever seen in my life. For sure. Anything else? Or- <laughs> I think that's it. You want to call it a day? So thanks for joining no, 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 us no, no. at Buzz in the Tower. Usually no, just, you, you start a sentence and you have like three or four like trains of thought. That you no, it's, it's, it's the most quotable movie. I mean, I, there's not much else for me to say, right? I, there's the, well, I, in large part, I think the reason this movie feels so good is because it's all right. Kenny, Kenny Loggins, <laughs> um, the freedom that was given to Chevy Chase and Bill Murray to improv and Rodney and Rodney, uh, Rodney's improv was relegated to the scene where he's he's roasting everybody um in at the dance mm. um i think that was it there wasn't a lot of improv that he Who had stepped on the duck that. wasn't him i think that's him it c- could be yeah there wasn't a lot bill murray and chevy chase i i think was all improv and that entire scene with him playing through that was added kind of last minute after feedback that was their only scene together uh, correct. And then other scenes like the Augusta, Dalai Lama, all improv. If you watch the kid with the pitchfork up to his neck. He's terrified. He's terrified because he has no idea what the hell's going on because Bill Murray's being Bill Murray. The, I mean, you did a bunch of, we did a bunch of quotes at the beginning, right? Uh, don't sell yourself short, uh, judge. You're a tremendous slouch. Thank you very uh, little. <laughs> hey, that kangaroo just took my ball. 
Let's right. go while we're young. So that's a good question. You asked me this last week. Some quote that you asked, was it created by Caddyshack or did it exist before? I, there are things that like, hey, let's go while we're young. Like, like it's is that from this movie? Because it's said all the time. I mean, the while we're waiting thing is definitely from this movie. That's incredible. Thank you very little. Wait, I just said that again. Wait, we're all going to get laid. Was that from this? Like that? Yeah, that's great too. I mean, I think I'm it's sure good advice. Have said that is great advice. Yeah. Right? Hey, Ringo, play something hot, <laughs> and you guys take some more lessons. Hey, Judge, give someone else a chance. You're a lot of woman. <laughs> You're a lot of woman. You know that? Yeah. I want to make fourteen dollars the hard way. Like you and I say, do you want to make fourteen dollars the hard way? And then I feel like it was a ripoff that Chevy Chase was like, have you ever seen a crisp fifty dollar bill in the no, Caddyshack too? I thought it was Fletch. Wasn't it? Or no? No. Okay. It was Caddyshack Deuce. Fletch basically is Ty Webb. So this, by the way, <clears throat> we're talking about where this goes on the Pantheon. It hey, smells. My dinghy's bigger than your whole boat. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm is done. Chevy Chase the coolest person on the face of the earth? Would you want to be anyone else than Ty Webb if you had a choice to be a movie character? I'm a little bit jaded because of everything I know about Chevy Chase. If he, I was in Ty Webb the character. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you that jades my perspective. Because instead of just thinking like he's hilarious, I just now kind of think he's like a closet prick and and... Not in a cool not way. closet, right? I know, but yeah. in this movie, no. I mean, he's incredible in this movie, right? Like, well, he's just always he keeps you on your toes. He's really handsome. Like most comedians aren't as big and strapping as he is. It, it's it, right, yeah, you're right, and it's kind of funny because it's this combination of him both being hilarious and cool and goofy and slick and rich and rich and a buffoon and talented at yeah. golf too. Yeah, it's a very weird makeup. I, I don't know if I could be anyone. It'd be Carl Spackler. Uh, Bill, this is Bill Murray's his great house. Looked a little rough, man. Give, give me a better spitting role. in his own house. Give me a better role of Bill Murray in the eighties. Now, Ghostbusters. I think, is I think the argument is going to be yeah. Ghostbusters or Stripes. Oh, uh, Stripes is his movie. Caddyshack. Caddyshack is his. He is. He's the funniest. The funniest in Caddyshack. So this is a second city character he was developing. Oh yeah, yeah. That he actually kind of like gave to full fruition. Oh, a fruition, your yeah. fruition. So do you know what the deal was between Chevy Chase and Bill Murray? Why they didn't like each other? There was a feud about Chevy. I being don't. A, okay, so Chevy was gonna be a host for SNL, mm -hmm. and I guess him and Bill Murray kind of just clashed on some stuff. So they hadn't talked to each other or really done anything before this movie. So they had to really kind of uh, hash it out over lunch with Harold Ramis. Well, it sounds like we're moving to facts, so let's go on over You've been facts. facting for a while. I, I'm not going to no problem with that. Um, prior to Caddyshack, Ramis had never played a round of golf. So Ramis was a caddy, though, back in the day. I did not know that. Yeah, him and uh, Murray, both of them. Well, I knew Murray was. Not Bill Murray, Brian Doyle Murray. So, well, you're skipping to another fact. I'll skip to that fact. Okay. Uh, the Murrays, this movie was written based on their experience. You think Danny's family is their family? Because they got nine kids. Yes. Yeah. Specifically, it was made after it was six boys, three girls. Yeah. And it was absolutely done that way. <laughs> I love when the dad's like, who the hell are you? It's like, that's your that's your nephew. Yeah. So Ed Murray, who's Bill Murray's oldest brother, won the Caddyshack Scholarship. The club that they all went to and worked at in the summer was called Indian Hill Club. And that's what Bushwood is based on. Brian Doyle and his brothers worked the summers. It was in Winnetka, Illinois. Okay. And Bill Murray ran the hot dog shop. <laughs> that sounds like that's where he got his funny from. And the baby Ruth in the pool. Yeah. That is an actual prank that the Murray brothers did in high school at the high school pool. That is. So wonderful. they knew it would work. Did they actually eat it? it? I don't know if they ate it. Yeah. But the dropping the dookie in there, that is something they did. So this was Rodney Dangerfield's first movie. And he was widely respected as a comedian, but he didn't feel like he was getting any respect the way that he should. During the film, when he would make jokes, nobody would laugh at the jokes. So he was bummed out all the time because he didn't think any of the stuff he was saying was landing. So all the co-stars had to constantly reassure him. They're like, you can't have them break character and laugh during the movie. It doesn't work that way. Nowadays, I think he would. 
In a movie? I don't know. Like uh, no, SNL. Judd Apatow movies where they just let it run. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they don't laugh. Like people aren't like laughing at. I don't know. I would like it. Yeah, because you like garbage. Um, <laughs> Who's who? Do you think's funnier, him, him or Don Rickles? They're like the same, but like Don Rickles is meaner. I think he was up for the role, right? Yeah, yeah. So who do you like better in this movie, Rodney no, Dangerfield? Just general. In general, yeah. Don Rickles. Yeah, Don Rickles is funnier. He's so mean. He's really, really funny. Yeah. So Ramis said that Caddyshack is a Marx Brothers film. So Dangerfield is Gracho. Mm. Uh, Bill Murray is Harpo, and Chevy Chase is Chico. Interesting. So yeah, and Carl was supposed to be silent in right? the beginning, well, so which is like Harpo. Thing. Yeah. See, it's all making sense now. Creating movies seems like such a crapshoot. It's like this was supposed to be like a serious, like what kind work, of John what Hughes. Yep. Like kind of like coming of age about Danny Noonan, and then you get these powerhouses of improv to come in, and you just have to respect their talent and become something completely different. And I wonder how they sold that to O'Keefe if it was like you know shocking to him all of a sudden because his role is still pretty solid but somewhat to me. Well, he was an right? he was an Oscar nominee before this. Yeah, like he was really talented. Yeah. yeah. Do you know he didn't play golf for twenty five years after this? <laughs> That's really funny because though. he was just and he's just, it looks wait you know better than I do he has, he has a, a good swing. Okay, I thought he had a great swing. No one else has a swing, right? Yeah. No one else can play. No. Yeah, but he had a good swing. Is Ty Webb swing bad? No, it's not terrible. Okay, yeah, you're asking the wrong guy. My swing sucks. So what, do you, what do you hit? That's none of your business. The shots of the gopher, uh, the puppet, were inserted into the existing scenes. They didn't even plan on doing it. I thought this was just funny because, like, I don't think that gopher is particularly incredible. But the uh, they were created by Oscar-winning Star Wars visual effects supervisor John Dykstra. And Rusty Limorade, or Limorade. That sounds like something you do to someone. Give him a Rusty Limorade. <laughs> oh, you'll like this, by the way. They reached out to the Henson Company at first. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, yeah but they, sure. uh, they didn't do outside contracts. So they, it was made by Walt Disney's Imagineering for oh, 5000 gotcha, gotcha. bucks, I think. Five grand. Do you know the, the hardware? The sounds that the Gover makes? Do you know what those are from? Uh, Flipper, the dolphin. The dolphin from yeah, the series. Yeah, in 1960s. Reused, uh, they reused the sound. You don't find the gopher charming? The yeah, whole a, little Carl, bit, a little bit. Carl losing his Carl mind. Carl losing his mind. The, the, the other, Kong. the C4. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Kenny Loggins was the filmmaker's second choice to create the original music. The first was Pink Floyd. I don't know if I'd like that. It's yeah. not in the same fun vein. No. Like, you don't feel like you have you a spike. You, you can't be Kenny Loggins when it comes to a soundtrack for an 80s movie. This movie basically is like if John Daly was a movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we talked about, so in the original script, I think you had mentioned this. There was no Carl and Ty scene, but they got a note back from the studio saying, got to have these guys together. So they brainstormed and outlined the scene, but it's all improv when they get together. The whole, like, put your pool or a pond. Yeah. You go, pool, You're more of a pond guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he can smoke the bejesus. Ty, yeah, I know. Gunga, gunga. Cannonball coming. Cannonball coming. <laughs> but uh, it's it's amazing how relevant this is still today. The Super Bowl commercials last year were all Caddyshack for Michelob Ultra. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Tony Romo talking, was back right? 43 years. Brian Cox was freaking uh, Judge Snails. Three years. Yeah. And it's still funny. Why is it still so funny? I think because. Is it harmless? It's kind of offensive, right? It's offensive. Yeah. It's not terribly offensive. No, but it's, it's like, offensive. it's light. Yeah. I, so what's the appeal that like makes this universal and still hilarious today? Because it's an R-rated comedy. Yeah. R-rated comedies typically survive. Like you look back, like the, most of the comedies that kind of wear on you and aren't as funny or soft serve PG 13. You got to go for it. Yeah. I mean, you, and, comedy's risk at the time. Uh, go watch animal house again. Animal yeah. house is hilarious. Uh, it's still, again, still holds up. Uh, they were filming Caddyshack in Fort Lauderdale. And the reason they were filming in Fort Lauderdale was to get out of California so that the execs couldn't watch what they were doing. Yeah. This was fueled by snowflakes. Pretty much. Yeah. The Fort Lauderdale international airport 
was pretty close to where they were and they had these like low flying planes. So I guess uh, Bill Murray's brother, John was responsible for alerting Ramus when planes were coming, when they were shooting. Okay. But in addition to that, the explosion scene, which by the way, the owners of the golf course said you couldn't do. So they took him out to lunch that day and like hung out with him off the course. And they, so they could do it. But I guess it looked like one of the planes exploded and went down. So it looks like platoon. Yeah. It's, it's like great. actually really over the top. Usually uh, comedies don't have a good action scene like that. Do you know how long the, original cut was wasn't it four hours and 30 four minutes hours. so where i'd the, watch it where's the extended cut it's weird that they don't have one i yeah. totally would watch it there's a 30 minute scene about carl speckler like uh with the flowers and all where he's yeah. doing the speech do you know who else was up for the role danny noonan was uh mickey rourke wouldn't have worked no. they, well they said he wouldn't be funny enough no, he, and he's he, not for sure wouldn't have yeah. it, would, it would kind of be the same problem they had when they put uh eric stoltz as marty mcfly like it just wasn't it was too serious it wasn't the right man for the job everyone nailed it like i don't well i mean except uh the girl for the pregnant girl irish girlfriend is a little odd that whole plot line's terrible no, but you know who she is well let's, you know that's a great segue because i need to get a towel because yeah. i'm sweating because it's 100 degrees in here you and said you're gonna be fine i'm not gonna be fine do you have any other facts before we go to a commercial break and also head on over to the actual movie uh murray filmed all his scenes in six days that's crazy. Six days. Nine times. Nine times. And I mean, you, we didn't talk about this, but Ted Knight hated being on this movie because everyone else was a very improv actor. And, and he, he was a script script. Yeah, yeah, so kind of annoyed by that. Oh, this is my favorite. The original script was 250 pages long. For a frame of reference, The Social Network, which is one of the wordiest movies of all time, was 200 pages. Makes sense. That's how they got four hours out of it. I mean, and it's Tiger Woods' favorite movie. Oh, but that makes sense too. Yeah, he kind of based his life on Ty Webb. <laughs> All right, Max, on that note, why don't we... Oh, and uh, Dangerfield a little bit. Max, I need a towel. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come right back. Buzz of the Towers also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at weardolby.com. If you're looking in the real estate game and you don't have Al Cervic on your side, oh, I get He's no respect. I get no Matt. respect. You get no respect, Max. But if you want respect, go to Dolby Real Estate. They are going to sell your house for the hard way. The, the, they're going to sell your house. They're going to sell your house because they were born to love you. But they're going to sell your house. They're going to get you the most amount of money that is possible under the law. And if you're sometimes looking, not even maybe in the you law. never know. If you're looking to buy a house and you don't want any gophers and you want to kill all the gophers, so they lock me up on the way, throw away the key. <laughs> we wouldn't even need a reason. If you're the Dalai Lama <laughs> and you're doing a loop and you're a jockey, make sure you get out there. Check check out Long Dolby, Driver. Check out Dolby Real Estate. <laughs> Selling homes, buying homes, that's what they do. They have the best agents, they have the best legal, they have the best marketing. They are the best. Four hundred million in sales, a thousand homes sold. Reach out today. And again, tell them the buzz in the tower sent you. Welcome back, Max. I uh, I'm still sweating, but we're here. Hey, I mean it's it's a it's a golf podcast, so you're supposed to sweat. I mean, it's about caddies. Isn't it caddying like the worst job you can have? I had that job. I liked it. Really? Didn't bother me. Okay. You got tipped more than fifty cents by Judge Nails. Yeah, I made good money. Is really? It, you can make good money. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Max, are there really old couples like that one old couple that doesn't? 100%, re- yeah, hundred percent. How do they not like clog up the court? They do. Yeah, but it's not a court. It's a course. I don't golf. <laughs> I hope you know it's not a court. I tried once, and I threw it my back. Max, I know we're talking about Caddyshack today. Can so I caddy for you sometime? No, absolutely not. Okay. I do need you to focus, though. I know that's hard for you to do mm-hmm. with the heat and your ADD. Uh, so today we're talking about Caddyshack, and before we go into the actual characters, I have a little present for you. I've got a, a Moe's mind blower for you. Hit me. Someone at uh, Electric Forest had a Chip and Dale shirt, and I gave him the whole story. Oh, my God. For, like, three minutes. No, yeah. And I was I was telling it in front of, like, 50 people, and everyone was like, whoa! I'm like, yeah, we did it! 
Did you hand out cards for the podcast? Of course not. No. I hate you so much. Max, what if I told you that there's a tie? It's a nice tie, tie. I bet you'd like to tie me up with those ties. What if I told you there was a tie between the 1973 cartoon Super Friends and Caddyshack? I have no idea what it would be. <laughs> tie Web Superman? Would, would you believe me if I told you there was a tie? That's a question, Max. Usually they're followed by answers. I don't know. You, you just said four things with tie and you didn't want to I said, would you believe me if I told you there was, Max? Well, now, say, yes. I right, hope. I guess. Max, you're the, the best partner I've ever had. I want you to listen to the this. Only you ready? I want you to listen. You ready? In the great hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes, created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Superman. Any idea, Max? Is one of the animators the same guy who did the gopher? That's a good guess. Maybe this will help you. In the great halls of the Justice League, Max, gambling is illegal at Bushwood. Is Judge... Wait. Ted Knight is the voice of the narrator of the Super Friends. That's amazing. I I think it's pretty cool. He not only does that intro, it was like, "The, the Super Friends in the Hall of Justice. During the actual show itself, if like, you know, Batman has to make a quick trot over to New York... Earlier that day, Batman was in New York City. He is the voice of the narrator throughout the entire cartoon. Yeah. Ted Knight has a very, very long list. I mean, like a very long Mary list. Mary Tyler Moore is like one of the biggest shows ever, right? But let, but let me tell you something. He, to me, is the hidden gem of the entire movie. He's great I don't villain. think I don't think the movie is, of all of the characters in there, and it's, uh, Bill Murray and Chevy Chase are the two golden gods. You can't touch them. Could I find someone else to do with Rodney Dangerfield in that movie? Yes or no? No. You think? Him and Rickles, and that's it. Okay, but Rickles could have done it. Yeah, so two people. All I'm saying is a very unique role Okay, to be the old, could like... Could anybody else have done Smales? No. He killed it. I'm trying to think of anybody. He's so... The, the, it's the classical actor in him. It's the obtuse Oh, my God. Hmm? And, hmm? And Danny? Yeah. How about you come mow my lawn and after come on over? Hmm? Hmm? I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of anyone from, like, trading places was could be a rich snob like that. Uh, not, but they're they're too calm in their demeanor. Yeah, he's so tense. You yeah, know? yeah, he's like his physical comedy is incredible. Right, like when his uh, he laughs at his own joke when he's giving that speech about uh, oh, being yeah. tied in the pants. Danny, what do you what do you say? Time, and you've seen that guy before so many times. Like that's the guy who has like the SL five hundred Mercedes at the country club. It's the best, and he doesn't tip the drivers. You know, yeah. All right, so that's my mind blower. Let's get to the movie. Directed by Harold Ramis. This was his directorial debut. Uh, he did not direct Animal House. He wrote Animal House. Yep. He also directed Lampoon Vacation, Groundhog's Day, Multiplicity, Analyze This, Analyze That. Bedazzled. I would say as a director, not nearly as powerful than he was as a writer. Yeah, because he's got Back to School, Armed and Dangerous. Oh, he's got right, he's got Animal House, Meatballs, Caddyshack, Stripes, Armed and Dangerous, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters yeah. Back to School, and Ghostbusters 2. Is he the coolest guy? Like, is he the guy you'd want to be in the 80s yes. when it comes to behind the scenes? Absolutely. Because he does everything. He got, to, he, got to, he got to act. He got to yeah. direct. He got to write. 100%. Was he like a natural actor? Like, did he train as an actor? Or they, they, they Millie, kinda... Murray forced it to happen. Yeah. Remember, Murray was saying, because Murray had done improv with him. And yeah. And when they did Stripes, he's he like, requested, you, you gotta, wanted, you got to be in it. Yeah. So, so that was like, great. on the fly. Their chemistry in Stripes is fantastic. Quando, quando, quando. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite scene is the deleted scene. The deleted scene. scene, I know. So, uh, written by... Harold Ramis, as we noted, Brian Doyle Murray, and also a guy named Doug Kenny. Most people wouldn't know who Doug Kenny 
is, other than his writing accolades, but he's also the co-founder of the Lampoon Magazine and the Lampoon Radio Hour. So super funny guy, and I guess after this movie, he was going to go on through a depression. You know, this was like the drug field age kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he went to Hawaii with Chevy Chase to kind of chill out for a while. Chevy had to do some acting stuff and left him, and it's pretty unclear what happened, but he went up a mountain... And they're not sure if he slipped or if he oh, just jumped that's off. Bummer. That's a bummer. Because he was he was very distraught about this movie. He thought this was going to be like a coming of age, very important movie. And then they added the gopher and a bunch of other stuff. And he thought he thought this was going to be his breakthrough yeah, movie. Yeah, it's so hard when you're married to something and it ends up being something totally different. But you got to flow. You got to. Yeah. How do you feel flow. about this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just let's just say I'll pay for your ticket to Hawaii. Yeah. How's that? Sad? Whoa, Whoa, easy. <laughs> Chevy Chase. Played by Ty Webb. Free just kidding. Or, or Ty Webb Jack. played by Chevy Chase, yeah. however you want to look at it. So Caddyshack, right, is his big hit. And then he goes into Lampoon Vacation in 83, Fletch in 85, European Vacation in 85, Spies Like Us in 85, Three Amigos in 86, Funny Farm in 88, Caddyshack 2 in 88, Fletch Lives in 89, Boo. Christmas Vacation in 89. I left out movies. He was overexposed in the 80s. He had bangers in the 80s but he also had a whole bunch of movies that sucked and then he trailed towards the end of the 80s fletch 2 was gar fletch lives was garbage caddyshack 2 is garbage christmas vacation out of nowhere yeah it's like incredible saved his life yeah. you know and then he was garbage mostly and then he came back into the show that you love uh community community yeah. but i love dirty work when he's the doctor that can't <laughs> stop gambling remember and gets hurt all the time i do he's I also do. by the way he's in a hot tub time machine do you remember that yeah he's the time machine uh repairman yeah yeah, yeah. so that's like kind of cool he was great in it It was great yeah. more a cameo to me than a yeah role. he's a cameo yeah, I gotcha. guy at this point I gotcha. um I, I mean chevy chase he's on saturday night live he's killing it on saturday night live he goes off Becomes an egomaniac and a prick. It's widely documented how and who he was, but I will say nobody else could have been Ty Webb. I mean, no one. Do you know who kind of could, weirdly, in a different way? They're kind of these both savants that are just didn't understand life. Like, they couldn't do things outside of comedy. I think Norm MacDonald, if you had him in the 90s or something like that. I, it's I'm, weird. I'm on the small island of people. Like, Shut I, your I, mouth. I, don't I, say I, it. I don't get him. I don't get it. Oh my God. I don't get it. He's so funny. The closest thing to Chevy Chase, in my opinion, ever was Vince Vaughn. So Vince Vaughn's a fast talker in a different way, though. Chevy actually kind of just gives you these little lines and like short circuits you. Vince Vaughn's a speech guy. He's Woody Allen with like a jock bod. I don't know. The the prickiness, like the. Yeah, but he's a little bit more self-conscious. You know I mean, he's a little bit like kind of animated and thinking about Who's himself. the closest that you would say is to Chevy Chase today? Alive. Oh, my God. He's I mean, he's a, he's a comment. Um. I mean, I would say Norm McDonald in the 90s, like I said. I'm yeah, trying to think. who. I, I, so who's funny now? Is anyone funny? Oh, Will Arnett? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's, I that, see, that, yeah, Ryan that's Reynolds, the right answer. Except he's so nice. But no, he's, but he's, Ryan Reynolds is like a John Candy, Chevy Chase combo platter. Ooh, I like yeah. that. He's half it's he's the Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. You got yeah, it. Yeah, all right. All right. Oh, he was there. Rodney Dangerfield plays Al Cervic. <laughs> <laughs> Caddyshack in 80, Easy Money in 83, Back to School in 86, Ladybugs in 92, one of my personal favorites. And Natural Born Killers, by the way. He's really good. He's really good. And Little Nicky, he's so good as the devil. <laughs> I know, like the original devil. Uh, I right? know. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking he about. He likes yeah. the guy with the head, <laughs> the jiggle head. Oh, my God. <laughs> Max, Max, Max. Uh, who that's, what's his face? Uh, oh, God. It's, not, a guy, it's Kevin Norm, something. Kevin Nealon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tap it in. <laughs> the ball is flowing. So... Rodney Dangerfield is he is he he's hilarious. I love him, but like he's not like a powerhouse. I mean, he just kind of is what he is. 
He's a he makes this movie. He does make this movie. I think him and Spackler are like that energy that they both get to do their thing and be like complete caricatures. One thing that always surprised me about this movie is the awkwardness between Chevy Chase and Rodney Dangerfield when they first meet each other at that dance, and they're like, "Oh, we, we Al, we got to introduce you to Ty," and they and, and he's like, "Oh, hey, I'll see you later. Nice meeting you, Ty." Doesn't it just like feel like why there's no chemistry between the two of them? Like at any point during the movie. I don't feel like they have any chemistry together. Uh, by the end, when they're golfing together, right? But I still don't yeah. feel like they have chemistry together. Maybe Chevy weird. was intimidated. Like I maybe guess. he was I his hero. Know. I don't know. I'm trailing. I'm trailing, Max. Bill Murray, Carl Spackler. Can I give you my best Bill Murray fact ever? Yes. So you know the Garfield movie. You yes. know he played the voice of Garfield. Yes. Do you know why? No. So he's his own agent. Yes. You call his phone and you leave a voice. You leave a voicemail. <laughs> yep. and he calls you back. So it was going to be directed by. Uh, I forget his first name, but one of the Coens, and he thought it was one of the Coen brothers who did like all the uh, you know great movies like No Country for Old Men. That's amazing. But it was just this normal guy. And yeah. he signed on John to John Cohn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, Bill, 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 Bill. Have you watched Where the Buffaloes Roam yet? No, I, I'll do it this week. It's eighties. Yeah. Uh, he plays Hunter S. Thompson. It's it's great. Uh, Caddyshack in eighty, Stripes in eighty one, uh, Tootsie in eighty two, so good in Tootsie, Ghostbusters in eighty four, Little Shop of Horrors in eighty six, Scrooge in eighty eight, Ghostbusters two in eighty nine. I left some of his roles. What about out. Bob? I'm sailing. That's in ninety. I know. I just yeah, wanted yeah. to say I'm sailing. I do love that. He's great. In what about Bob? Bill Murray. There, are, there's a classification of actors and actresses that just find a way to grow and reinvent themselves every ten years. Jamie Fox kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And Bill Murray's in that list. He's still relevant. He's still coming out with these great movies. He's Wes changed. Anderson movies. He's grown. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lost in Translation. Uh, I'm trying to think. St. Vincent, mm -hmm. I think, is a big one. Did for you him. watch that? It was really good. Yeah. It was really good. I, I just movie. enjoy Bill Murray in general. I just watched Rushmore for the first time. Yeah. It's so unreal. Yeah. Well, he's a, he, I think he's a fantasy. These are OR scrubs. <laughs> oh, are they? <laughs> so I think he's a fantasy type for all males who are kind of just like the barstool kids. Like, you never get to grow up. You get to play sports. You don't have to listen to anybody. You can party. You can be irresponsible and weird, and people are going to love you because you're massively talented. He's non-conforming. Yeah. Uh, that you hit the nail on that. It's not easy to be non-conforming. He's non-conforming. Uh, Ted Knight, we talked about, is Judge Smales. Uh, Donna Reed, Lassie, The Love Boat, best known for Mary Tyler Moore Show. And the did you watch that as a kid? Or? I'm sorry? Did you watch that as a kid? I did not. No. I'm not uh, 65 years old, you <laughs> idiot. I did watch uh, rerun stuff. Reruns. I, I didn't watch the. I watched Donna Reed and Lassie. I did not watch the rest. But you didn't know that. You just thought I was 100 years old. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, so interesting. Michael O'Keefe. Surprised he didn't. I mean, he's had a good career. All right. So he just was tons of TV. Did you ever watch The Great Santini? I know it's 79. No. You need to watch. He's great in it. Yeah. No pun intended. And uh, Caddyshack in 80. Michael Clayton in 07. He was fantastic. And Roseanne, he was Fred, who Jackie dated. Oh, yeah. And he was in a bunch of episodes of that, too. He's in a ton of Law and Order, Burn yep. Notice, House. Yep. He was in this movie, Three Wishes, that I love with Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Sarah Holcomb, who played Maggie O'Hulahan. The Hula most. Hooligan. Hooligan. <laughs> the Maggie O'Hooligan. You can dodge a ball. You can dodge a ranch. Right? So I, I know you're not a huge fan of hers, but do you know what she's from? Clarette DePasto. Animal House. Oh, the underage girl that like the two, the devil and the angel come oh, on his yeah. shoulders, and she lies about her age, and he drops her off like in a shopping cart outside of the guy's house, and then he calls the dean, and that's what puts him on she's like, secret probation. She's like Walmart, uh, Ali Sheedy. Yeah, yeah. All right, but she, you know she had a mental breakdown. I did not, and like lost her mind, Ooh, and uh, right. is in a facility in Connecticut now. No, well, we'll yeah. Try to get her on the show. So. <laughs> It's terrible. It's terrible. my number. <laughs> Cindy Morgan, who played Lacey Underall. Where do you go from there except down? She was in Tron. 
Uh, yeah, she was Lori. Yeah. And Yori. Yeah, Yori? Uh, Laura or Yori? Your, do you know the name? Well, no, she's two names. She's, she's Laura two. and she's Yori because there's one of her inside the uh, game. Yeah, Remember? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And she stepped on the ball. Oh, she stepped <laughs> on the ball. Uh, smoke show. Uh, nothing real. No major things other than that movie. So she got bullied in this movie by producers about like nude scenes and stuff like that. To be nude more? Yeah. Hmm, well, no, unfortunate. I, so, I mean, I guess uh, Michael O'Keefe, he wanted to make her feel more comfortable during their scene. So he made the entire uh, cast like around them who are like doing the production stuff take their shirts off. But there was just a bunch of half naked men with her being half naked. <sighs> No, no, I think it's no, the opposite no, no. of that. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Brian Doyle Murphy, who plays Lou Loomis. Lou's got those gambling debts, so we're going to have to up the when price they're, of When Coke. they're betting on the boogers. and, and it, So that's the best part about this movie, the sense of humor they have. Like, there's slapstick, there's this other stuff. But, but when he eats the booger and someone deadpans, goes, well, he was hungry. Like, I love that stuff. <laughs> of course you do. This is your kind of thing. My favorite role of Brian Doyle Murphy, you should already know, Max. Flying Dutchman in SpongeBob? The mayor in Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Noah Vanderhoff? No. <laughs> that is really good though yeah what about uh the reverend in 16 candles also good but my favorite role the mayor in groundhogs Day. okay fine i'm kidding noah vanderhoff is my favorite <laughs> he noah's arcade it is wild to see him young because he kind of morphed into a very old looking dude I, all of them have except well i mean bill murray is too he's pretty classically still handsome by the way on the list of movies i want to do an episode on when we get out of the 80s has, has got to be kingpin Kingpin might be one of my favorite Bill Murray movies. So I'm going to watch that this week. I haven't watched it before. You've never seen Kingpin. So you're going you're to freak out. I watched Dumb and Dumber for the first time last week. Wow. All, all the way through. Wow. It was really fun. Mock. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Ing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bird. Yeah. Our pets' heads are falling off. Petey Bird. Petey <laughs> Bird. Pretty Bird. No, it's Petey. How oh, is it? Uh, it might be both. The, the bird's yeah, name yeah. is Petey. Roger Ebert wrote, this movie's horrible, but I fell out of my seat laughing with the Pretty Bird stuff. Uh, Dumb and Dumber. When I saw Dumb and Dumber in the theater, never have I felt like a movie had spoken to me so clearly. Is this movie kind of like Dumb and Dumber in that it's just letting people cook? No. This movie's way better than Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber worked perfectly because... What, what year did Dumb and Dumber come 94. out? In 94, I was... 14. Mm. So it was the perfect age for me to see this movie. Like it, it, it connected to every single fiber in my body of humor. Yep. Caddyshack is just a good movie. It's totally different. Okay, fine. Totes, my goats. Max, any other characters that you want to go over and cover? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Scott Columbi, who played Tony Denunzio. Yeah. He's Brian and Porky's. And oh, he, yeah, that's he was right. All, the yeah. Jewish kid. Yeah. I totally forgot. And he was also an additional kid. He was an additional crew in Demolition Man and Die Hard with a Vengeance. Okay. And he was on the RoboCop TV show. Oh. Yeah, so pretty cool career. Pretty cool career. Yeah. All right. But this movie is just letting uh, improv guys cook. That's all it is. Uh, you've only said that three times, so I got to believe you. Sorry. Are they cooking? What are they cooking, Max? Beetlejuice. <laughs> Great answer. All right, Max. Well, guess what? After a one-week break, we're back to the Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, this week's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is Stephen Doherty, friend of the bar whose name we shall not ever say. Stevie D. Skeeps, if you will. He comes in like a rocket ship once in a while because he's like a jet-setting software uh, selling guy, and it's just cool to have him, and he, he seems like someone who would be in Caddyshack. Right off of his website, a versatile artist and songwriter. Yeah. So he's playing the Ark in Ann Arbor uh, July 5th. And go to his uh, website if you want to check out his music, stevensamueldoherty.com. That's Stephen with a Steve. 
the Stevie with a S T E P H E N. And we'll also pass some links along in our social platforms as well. Steven is in that ripe special age of creative people where he grew up on this business. So I'm excited to see what he likes about Caddyshack or doesn't like, if that's possible. So let's kick it over to Steve and see what he has to say. Somebody said they wanted to talk about Caddyshack. I want to talk about Caddyshack. I want to talk about it for about 30 seconds. Maybe six. I think. Funniest movie in the history of film, in my opinion. More great lines per minute in Caddyshack. Uh, because of the great ensemble of characters, some of those characters could have carried the entire movie themselves, but you think about Rodney's character, of course Bill Murray's character, Chevy Chase's character, and the wheels were so off. And, uh, you know, and the, and the characters that surround him, you know, Spalding, you know, coming down the fairway, I'll have a hamburger, I'll have a candy bar, and Judge Snell saying, you'll get nothing like it. Spalding! It's hilarious. It's well written. Uh, it left a lot of room for individual freedom to sort of. I think most of the funny scenes were ad libbed. Uh, so it's just kind of a nice hybrid. You you combine that with it kind of kicked off this undercurrent of film at the time that um, embraced the rebellious spirit versus the you know the really rich, opulent, uh, sort of, it sort of championed the, the underclass. And uh, I think that was kind of good. And, and I think it was kind of good because we were entering the eighties, right? The eighty the eighties represented all materialism and structure conformity and all that stuff. So it just kind of given the finger to, to the lack of personal freedom that goes along with conformity. And so I think for that reason too, it sort of resonates with us. And you can't be a golfer and not to this day, still occasionally chuckle when somebody comes up with a great Caddyshack line. You know, um, I know I'm that guy in my foursome way too often, uh, but screw them. <laughs> if they don't like it, or if it's gotten tired, it hadn't gotten tired of me. I saw Caddyshack not long ago, and it still gave me a chuckle. Of course, I've got the mind of a 16-year-old boy, so maybe that says something to do with it, too. But if you haven't seen it in a while, check it out again. If you haven't seen it at all, it is a must. you got to check out Caddyshack. It gives you a snapshot of kind of what people thought was funny at the time. And a lot of that stuff's still funny today. So thank you for letting me give you my opinion of Caddyshack. I give it a must-go-see. I wish they'd re-release it, actually. I think it'd be fun to see that on the big screen. Anyway, have a great one. Thank you for asking for my take, and I'll talk to you soon. Great Speckler knows how to impersonate him. Yeah, I understood what you meant. <laughs> you got quiet. I did. I'm sorry, because I'm sweating. Yeah. I'm dehydrating in front of your very eyes. You're a firefighter. Do, like When you go into fires, you just go like, I'm out, I'm out. Too hot. Get me out. <laughs> Medic! <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> Would you not do well with heat? I do. I do well with heat when like my adrenaline's kicked up. I'm not sitting here. Do we need to just give you yeah, a shot pu- of adrenaline? Punch me in the face. Just punch me in the face right now. Spit on me. Oh, God. <laughs> How will that cool me off? Hmm? <laughs> Cooling you off, you say? Now tell me I'm filth. <laughs> Back to Stevie D. He, I think the thing he nails is 
maybe the reason this is a resurging movie in my mind is all of the excess and absurdity of the eighties when it comes to like the rich and you know, just the poshness of it. Don't you feel like it's going on right now? Yeah. Don't you feel like everything's just basically well, no. recycling itself right Un- now? Universally movies will always click with people when you make fun of the rich. It's true. Yeah. It's rich so true. Is so easy to it's make. So it's, it's yeah. punching up. People yeah. like punching up. Yeah. So when you're punching up at a bunch of filthy rich snobs at a country club coming from the poor folk, it's yeah. Great. Except Ty, who has uncashed $80,000 checks laying around, <laughs> which I love. He got from Vietnam. <laughs> oh, man. I was born to love you. Stevie, great feedback. Thank you for joining us. And uh, again, Max, give that website one last time. Stephen Samuel Doherty. Doherty spelled D-O-U-G-H-E-R-T-Y. And he's playing the Ark in Ann Arbor, Michigan, July 5th. Boom. You got it. Boom goes the dynamite, Max. I, I remember that clip. Max, on that note, it's time to remind everybody to please follow, subscribe, like, leave five stars. Check us out on any social media platform with our handle at Tower, Patreon.com slash BuzzInTheTower, BuzzInTheTower.com. And, of course, Max, as I finish off this episode, I welcome you back to the jungle, to the heat. We're you here. in the jungle, I'm here. baby. I'm here. Kill me. Do it now. You're going to die. Boom, 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 boom. Max, how do you want to end this episode? Uh, thank you very little. Uh, no? Nah, nah. Nah. Uh, let me see. No, I got it going. What do you got? You know, Mo, my dad never liked you. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, really isn't, good. Isn't it weird that like that line with Ty, like you get pumped up when he says that because he flips on him? Like that's my like fired up like the Russian is cut moment from like Rocky Four. <laughs> the Russian is cut. That's good. It is good. It is good. Yeah. That's your moment. I like it. I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. Spaghetti, spaghetti. All right, Max. Let's see how quick I can get through this without screwing it up. Are you ready? Okay. Are you on the first website ever? What is this? All right, Max. You ready? Sure. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere to lead the pack. By the way, (laughs) sorry to stop. Do you do this all the time? When he says this unknown comes out of nowhere, it cracks me up because there's incredible redundancy. At Augusta, he's on the final hole. He's about 455 yards away. He's going to hit about a two iron, I think. <laughs> That's not what you hit, right? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> so, to that point, yeah. 455 yards. I'm not even going to get into it. <laughs> well, he's got to get out of that. The crowd is standing on its feet here at Augusta. The normally reserved Augusta crowd is going wild for this young Cinderella who's come out of nowhere. He's got about 350 yards left. He's going to hit about a five iron, I expect. Do you think? He's got a beautiful backswing. That's all he got out of that one. He's going to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet. He's a Cinderella boy. Tears in his eyes, I guess, as he lines up at the last shot. He's got about 195 yards left. And he's going to... Looks like he's got about an eight iron. The crowd has gone deadly silent. Cinderella story. Out of nowhere, a former greenskeeper, now about to become the Masters champion. And it looks like a miraculous... It's in the hole! It's in the hole! You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.